helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Show. In today's show, Michael will be using the biblical story of the love of Seshem for Jacob's daughter Dinah in Genesis 34 to address the topic, the difference between true love and obsession. If you are new to this show, we are on the air every Monday at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about our not-for-profit organization by going to Elim Counseling Ministry. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or by calling 1-877-544-3546. This is a listener-sponsored broadcast. So if you like this show, Consider supporting us by making a donation at elimcounselingministry.com. Let's go right into today's show. It can be very difficult to tell the difference between true love and obsession in the early stages of a relationship. The burning passion of romantic love in those early stages draws two people together in a way that makes them focus their attention and energy on each other in a way that they wouldn't normally do with other friends. And they would say things that they wouldn't normally say to other friends. For example, new lovers might say, I couldn't sleep last night. I was just thinking about you all night. Yet, there is a world of difference between obsession and healthy romantic love over time. The secret to avoiding obsession is to be able to spot the subtle differences between it and the true love early in the relationship before you become trapped in its web of confusion and frustration. Obsession leads to misery and at times can be dangerous and even deadly. This was the case of Jacqueline. Jacqueline was sure that she had met Mr. Wright. She was sure that he was her soul mate. In the beginning of the relationship, the love that they had for each other was like no other love that she has ever felt. The bouquet of flowers and the attention that he gave to her swept her off her feet. But the relationship soon spiraled out of control to the point where she had to get the police involved to keep him away from her. She would look out her windows, her bedroom window at night and would see him in the dark looking up at her. In other words, he was, he was so obsessed with her that he had begun to stalk her. In today's show, I will be using the biblical narrative in Genesis 34 as a sort of backdrop from which to discuss five subtle signs that can tell you whether or not you are experiencing true love or you're entering into an obsessive relationship. Yes, and we all know the obvious big red flags, but these signs that I'm going to be talking about here today are more subtle. They are subtle signs that can be mistaken for 
passionate love. And so let me start by reading the story in Genesis chapter 34. And it's this, it's the story about, about this young man who fell in love with Jacob's daughter. Jacob's daughter's name is Dinah. And as we talk about uh, Seishem's love for Dinah, we will see that this seems like passionate love. But if we read the story, the, the narrative carefully in Genesis 34, we will see that this was more of an obsession. So I'm not, not going to read the entire chapter, but I'll just be reading a few verses. And then from there, I will extrapolate some of the points that I'm going to be talking about here today in this very important topic, because this topic today could be saving someone from a lifetime of misery and may even be saving someone's life. So here we read in Genesis 34, starting at verse 3. But he, Seshem, son of Hamor, found the young woman so attractive that he fell in love with her and tried to win her affection. He told his father, I want you to get Dinah for me as my wife. Yes, in those days, the father and the, the older relatives would be responsible for making the arrangements for the bride. So I continue reading from here. So Sachem's father, Hamor, went out to talk with Jacob, that is Dinah's father. So these two fathers are meeting. So Sachem, Sachem's father, Hamor, went out to talk with Jacob. Hamor said to him, My son Sachem has fallen in love with your daughter. Please let him marry her. Let us make an agreement that there will be intermarriage between our people and yours. Then you may stay here in our country with us. You may live anywhere you wish, trade freely and own property. So this is the father. He's so passionate for his son to get Dinah as a bride. So you can imagine the speech that this son, Sacha, must have told his father that he's making this tremendous offer to Jacob to all with the intention of getting Dinah as his bride. But the pursuit and the, the apparent deep love didn't stop there. We see Sachem in himself making a pitch for Dinah to her father, Jacob. Then Sachem in verse 11, I'm reading now from verse 11 of Genesis 34. Then Sachem said to Dinah's father and brothers, do me this favor and I will give you what Ever you want. Tell me what presents you want and set the payments for the bride as high as you wish. I will give you whatever you ask if you will only let me marry her. So those were the days when families would negotiate for the bride and those were the days that still is in some country where there's a bridal price that is paid. And we see that this young man, Sachem, is not limiting how much he will pay for the bride that he wanted, Dinah. He said, I will give you anything that you want for her. But as we read the story, we will see that this relationship started with an obsession in which what appears here like true love actually started with Sachem raping Dinah. 
and it led to a feud between the family to the point where Sachem and his father was killed by Jacob's sons because of the rape of their, their daughter and sister. So yes, what I have just read seem here like passionate love and someone who is so so deeply in love that they're willing to pursue this woman, Dinah. But as we read the narrative, if I had time to read it through today, you will see that it wasn't as it appeared on the surface. Obsession might seem like true love on the surface, as was in the case of Jacqueline that I talked about earlier. So here are the five signs that you need to be mindful of. These signs are subtle signs that can show that someone is not really in love with you, but they're obsessed with you. The first sign is extreme passion. And yet passion can be a good thing in a healthy relationship. But this kind of passion that I am talking here about is extreme. This can be very confusing right? when we talk about extreme passion because passion in itself is a good thing. But here are a few examples of what, of what extreme passion might seem like. Extreme passion might be someone who sends you flowers every day. It's just over the top. There's just something about that option, that, that, that action that seems too much. So he's been sent flowers every day. Someone who shows up everywhere that you are, or they might just uh, accidentally bump into you every day in the supermarket where you happen to shop, even though they live on the other side of town, and it seemed like an accident. It might be that this person is obsessed and what seems like an accidental meeting is actually a planned encounter. So showing up everywhere, wanting to spend every waking moment of their time with you can be a sign that this kind of extreme passion is not coming from a healthy place. Showing up at your workplace at your lunch break unexpectedly uh, can be a sign that this person is obsessed with you. They're not just in love. So whereas true passion feels like a good fit, there is something about about obsession that just seems strange. And if you're in a relationship with someone that you're feeling that it's it's not right, it is possible that this person is obsessed. So you can go from feeling like this person is your soulmate to begin to feel as if this person is suffocating you. So this kind of feeling that grows over time where you just feel it's too much, this person is crowding my life, he or she's everywhere, they're accidentally turning up at different places, this is a sign that you should pay attention to. Coming to your home unexpectedly, even though you you didn't invite them can be a sign that this person is obsessed. But the mistake that many people make when they see this, they would go, oh, this person is so 
much in love. Look at the sacrifice that they're making. They are so involved in my life. They're everywhere. They turn up everywhere I am with my friends. But this is a subtle sign that this kind of extreme passion can be a sign that the person is obsessed. We see we see this in the story with Seisha, me talking to to Dinah's father. He talked to his father about her. He start talking to her father. He's talking to her brothers. And he's just going over the top with gifts. He will give anything to get her. This is not normally a sign of true love. This is a sign of obsession. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic, the difference between true love and obsession. Elim is a Christian counseling organization that provides professional counseling from a Christian perspective. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Donations help us provide counseling services to the less fortunate of our society and help us keep this program on the air. Back to Michael. The second sign of obsession is subtle manipulation. And this manipulation is usually manifested in, for example, in this person trying to guilt you into spending time together. The person might say something to the effect, I feel like you have no time for me, even though you have just seen them yesterday and you have already spent three days of the week with this person. The person makes these complaints to make you feel guilty that you are not spending enough time. This again is a over the top. If you see this, this kind of manipulation where the person is trying to guilt you into spending time with them or maybe Making, uh, talking about how depressed they were that they couldn't spend time with you yesterday, making you feel sorry for them or pity them because you had one day away from them, then this is a sign that you, you could be entering into a relationship with someone who is obsessed with you. Another kind of subtle manipulation is if you, if someone uh, pays for expense, an expensive vacation with you, a vacation for two without discussing it with you first, earlier on in the relationship. What this person is doing by that purchase is that they're putting you in a position where it's very hard for you to say no. And whereas you might be swept off your feet that you're going to be spending, you know, 20 days in some exotic part of the, the world, it's important to think about why is it that you could not have had a discussion about it? Why is it that you could not have been part of making that choice as to where you're going to spend that vacation, even if you wanted to go to that place in the first place. 
So people who are obsessed, they're acting out of a place of anxiety. And this kind of manipulation is a kind of strategizing, a way of trying to force you into into saying yes by making you feel sorry for the trouble that they have gone through in making these expenditures. And if you start giving into it, then what this will do, it will cement the fact that this works and the person will continue to manipulate you into spending more and more time. So if you are seeing this earlier on in a relationship and you're getting the feeling that things are just moving a little bit too fast, it's important for you to put the brakes on. It's important for you to set boundaries and to say, I am not prepared to invest as much time as yet. I am not prepared to go as much as I would love to go on a vacation with you. I am not there yet where I can take this time off to spend 20 days with you in some exotic part of the world just because you you pay for it. And so it's important to set those boundaries because if you give in, then it becomes a pattern that will happen over and over and over again. A next sign, the third sign is possessiveness. And possessiveness can be a little bit hard to spot. I'm not talking about uh, the kind of possessiveness here that someone goes into a rage and so forth. You know, possessiveness can also be subtle. And usually it's a subtle kind of possessiveness where the person might start complaining, uh, making comments and even subtle jokes that you're spending too much time with a particular friend or your family member, or you're too much into your career. And this kind of of possessiveness is a way of that person trying to isolate you from others. People who are obsessive, they are troubled and and, uh, they, they, they feel insecure by you having relationship and spending time with others. And so what they're trying to do is to make sure that you pull away from those other relationships. So they will, for example, begin to speak negatively of your friends to make you feel that that person is not good for you. That person is is a bad influence over your life. Or that family member is dysfunctional. Didn't you notice how he or she speak with you? You shouldn't be spending more time with them. And this kind of possessiveness is a way of, as I said, is a way of pulling you away and trying to isolate you from others. Another form of this possessiveness is wanting to know where you are at all times. Now, in a committed relationship, it is healthy for you to tell your partners, your partner where you're going and to be accountable to each other. But this is different. 
This is wanting you to account for every hour of your time and feeling very threatened if you if you'd spend an hour extra at the grocery store at the supermarket because you you got in a long line or you just decided to stop and shop somewhere else. Usually it's a in a healthy relationship, it's enough just to know that you're going shopping and there is a flexibility where your shopping time could be anywhere from one hour to a few hours. But with someone who is possessive, they want you to be back at a particular time. And if you are not back at that particular time, they will become more and more more and more upset over time. It will start very subtle where they might withdraw their their affection from you at first, where they are not as loving with you. Maybe they say nothing about you being back late, but they begin to send a message to you that you spend too much time and you are being punished by them withdrawing their affection or being sulky. And this will get worse over time if you start giving in to that part of that type of possessiveness. True love is not possessive or controlling. So this person can also, this kind of possessiveness can also take the form of them being upset if you do not respond to their texts or phone calls right away. I have texted you five minutes ago and you haven't responded. Where were you? Why don't you return my call? It's just been five minutes. So what is happening here is that this person is acting from a place of jealousy. And you know, uh, Freud talks about the different kinds of jealousy. He talks about jealousy. The first type originates where a person is feeling threatened by and it, that they could lose the person. So the person who is who is in this kind of relationship and who is expressing the jealousy is feeling that there could be a threat to the relationship and and the pain of losing that person is so intense that this person acts in in these kind of controlling manipulative way these possessive ways but Freud goes on to talks about a second type of jealousy where he says a second type of jealousy is where it comes from that person's own impulses for infidelity or past infidelity. So well, someone who projects on you and becomes very insecure if you smile at someone or if you if you have a conversation with someone in the grocery store, that kind of jealousy, according to Freud, Sigmund Freud, is that this person might be projecting on you their own impulse for infidelity or, or being unfaithful in the past. It could also be coming, for I didn't say this, but from my experience, it could also be coming from the person being hurt or abandoned by someone else in the past. But Freud goes on to say that there is a third kind of of jealousy as well, where this person, this person's uh control and jealousy uh, or, or, or possessiveness could be as a result of this person trying to do away with unwanted sexual desires. So they are projecting onto you that desire that they have for 
for certain types of infidelity or, or, or unwanted desires. They're projecting that you are the person that is doing that. And it results in them being very jealous and possessive of you. So if you're seeing this in your relationship, it's important to pay attention to possessiveness. The fourth kind or the fourth sign of obsession is dramatic fluctuations of emotions. And again, this can be subtle, where a person can go from being over the top in love with you and bubbly one day where everything is going great to the next day where they are so sad and withdrawn and you're saying, what's wrong? And, you know, they're, they're not explaining what's wrong, but they're, they're just sulking and they're withdrawing and you get the feeling that they're punishing you for something, but they're not saying it. These kind of dramatic fluctuation in emotion is a sign that the person might that you are with might be uh, might be obsessed with you and as if you stay in that relationship long enough what you will find that this will escalate to this dramatic fluctuation of emotions now take on the form of the person threatening to kill themselves after a simple argument or over the fact that you did not see them the night before. And simple arguments spiral out of control where now you're feeling guilt and feeling responsible for this person's suicidality or their failing mental health. If you're seeing these signs, as I said, it starts out subtle in the beginning beginning where the person mood changes or they, they begin to sulk. If you're seeing these signs early in the relationship, pay attention to it because these fluctuations in emotions could be saying to you that you're assigned with your inner relationship with someone who is very emotionally unstable and this could result in all kind of difficult uh, situations later on. And another sign of obsession is a lack of empathy. And this lack of empathy is, as I said, can be subtle. All of these signs are subtle. So a subtle kind of, of lack of empathy could be this person being upset with you because you canceled a date because you were sick. And again, they might not go over the top and come out, come out at you and say, how could you have canceled the date? But you can tell that they're not happy because you did not turn up for that date. And you can tell that they might not even, they might be even doubting the fact that you're sick. And so whereas the focus should have been on how are you, how are you feeling today? Are you well? The focus becomes on the fact that they seem upset or the fact that they haven't seen you in a while. So this lack of empathy is very important. And another sign that can be picked up earlier on in relationship to is a lack of empathy towards others. So they might be nice to you and they might be showering you with love and attention, but they lack empathy for others. If you see this empathy towards others, such as uh, cashiers at the supermarket or servers in restaurants, pay attention because they will do the same to you later on. And the fifth and final sign of obsession is confidence 
erosion, where this person who is obsessed begins to erode your confidence. They sow seeds of doubt in your ability, making you feel that you're doing everything wrong. They might even begin to tell you what others are saying about you. This is all to erode your confidence and to put you in a bubble where you begin to feel that no one, you're not suitable for anyone else and that they are the only person that you can be with. So if you're seen, if you're in a relationship with someone and it begins to go down that road, do not avoid talking about how they're making you feel. And do not believe what they're telling you about what others are saying. Verify it for yourself because this trick of so-and-so says that, you know, they don't like the way you do this could all be fictional and people who are obsessive have this tendency to distort reality by making up those stories. So there you have it. The the five signs that you might be in an obsessive relationship or the difference between obsession and the true love. If you'd like to hear more about this topic, please feel feel free to give us a call at one eight seven seven five four four three five for six and be sure also to tune in for next week's show where we'll be talking about how to find the right spouse how to find the right spouse we also want to remind you that all of these podcasts are on our youtube channel you can find it by going to our website elimcounselingministry.com elim is spelled e-l-i-m counseling with two l's ministry.com we also want to remind you that we are a non-profit organization so we count on your financial support Until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.